So welcome to the Quality of Mind Transforming Business podcast. This is where we explore the new game-changing understanding that can unlock new levels of performance, resourcefulness, and well-being in the workplace. Join us if you want to be part of the new breed of leaders in business. Join us if you're fed up with the conventional echo chamber. And join us if you want to be part of the new revolution in understanding how the mind works and recognize that we are more than just our psychology and that that can lead to better results. Hello and welcome to the Quality of Mind Transforming Business podcast series. And today we've got another lovely conversation lined up with uh, a guest who's been on the show before uh, and so enjoyed our conversation. We're doing it again. So Claire Diamond, who did an episode uh, a few months ago where we were talking about the workplace business relationships and communication. And it was a really great conversation. So uh, we're going to have another one. And today it's going to be all about wants, desires, um, things that we want to achieve. And that will cover the workplace and wider. So really looking forward to this very, I think, relevant and valuable topic, Claire. So welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Piers. So great to be here. And it's a, it's a super topic, isn't it? For Like it's at the heart of everything. What what do we want? What do we, what do we need? What's going to make us happy? Where are we going? And, um, and I think, and I think it's an area where there's there's quite a lot of confusion that sends us into a bit of a spiral. Our mind gets a bit lost in, in well, actually, I think the, the, the things that we think we most want are the things that get pushed away. And the things that we are most dreading are the things that are constantly in our lives. And so I think it's, it's really an interesting area. Yeah. And already... Just that one minute or 30 seconds, what you said, there's so much to unpack even in all of that because uh, th- there's there's so many elements to this. And actually, it, it often, for I find with clients, becomes a really good way of, if I can call it this, seeing where they're at with their understanding of, of the self and the mind and the universe because it gets to the sharp end of, so what's my life about? What, what, what am I here to do? And... Or how do I go and get that? Or how does that manifest? How does that create? And I, and I imagine for listeners who will be listening to our podcast, probably from different levels of understanding, there might be some people who are quite into the work we do, and they're looking for the finer nuances of, of this. And there might be people just coming along to have a listen to start with. So we'll do our best to try and track all of that <laughs> as we go through, because I think for me, whenever I have a client talking about what they want, the first place I point to, be interested to see where you go, is to say, well, what are you attaching to that want? Because generally, if you think about it in life, we're looking for more feelings of peace, fulfillment, oneness, connection. And then they're just words, but, but that's what we're aiming to do. And we're thinking that if I get something, a relationship, a goal, a business promotion, uh, an object, uh, a state of mind, then I'll have more of that. So we're tethering our very being to a want or a desire. 
So I tend to go there to start with and go, regardless of what the want is, what do you think sourcing all that? What's the essence of you wanting that? Um, where would you go to start with just on with someone on that? I would say, I would say that that sort of primeval want of for peace, for happiness, freedom, presence is it, 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 like wanting and seeking gets a bad name, doesn't it? I think in, in this conversation, like we're sort of meant to be accepting and happy as we are. But actually, I think that that fundamental drive for for absolute peace, absolute bliss, really like absolute bliss is 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 correct. Like that's that's makes sense because that is what we are and that's and that's what we were born as. You know, we we're we're born as intelligence of life in a in a perception created form in a sort of transient form but the the truth of us is is peace and it, it you know as a as a baby you know even though there's there's crying because there's needs you know being sort of voiced the the truth of that baby is uncluttered um unobstructed unconfused um presence and and that's that's our natural state, I would say. That's that's our that's the core of what we are. And so the desire when we're sitting in confusion and the and the mind is so identified and we're we're lost in our own projected wounds, really, and our projected traumas, and we're desperate to get back to the peace and the vitality, the intelligence that we know deep in our subconscious mind that we are where it looks like the only way we can like you're saying it looks like the only way we can get there is through the right job or the right bonus check or the right relationship or the right house right car the right state of mind the right emotions all of it, it i would say so i would say the 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 want at the heart of it is spot on the the means for trying to get there is is a recipe for more and more and more confusion and and heartbreak and exhaustion and burnout and um depression because it it we the harder we try the further away the thing that we're looking for gets yeah i totally agree it's the innocent and usually invisible mistake that we're misunderstanding that draw towards going back to what we are, which is our essence of just openness and peace and aliveness. And the way we think we get back there is through this path of acquisition or, or doing or even being, you know, depending on how evolved we are. <laughs> and that that's the biggest innocent hoodwink, isn't it? Yeah. The, um, and where we tie ourselves up in knots and <laughs> the paradox and the irony of the seeking of that, I think it's amazing how well that hides itself. 
Yeah. I mean, I think I, I've, you know, it feels like an onion layers of things you have to pull back on that for me in the last 20 years where I think, oh, no, I think I've seen. Oh, no, I haven't. <laughs> um, the, the guise of that, of how it comes about in different forms is absolutely amazing. Um, yeah. But I think, you know, what we're saying, listeners, that the first, well, one of the first things we're saying is that there is this very natural, innate urge to go back to what we are yeah um and and then you then when you see that you can trace that through and so many of our activities however misguided they then become noised up but you can see that in why do we like to go for a walk in nature why do we like just having a cup of tea on our own why do we like why do we try and numb our minds with our netflix and our phones why do we try and escape our thinking um, and I, I remember my son when he was younger, he used to, went for this phase of when he didn't like what was he was thinking, he would literally move. He would run away. So you were going somewhere and he would then, ah, and then he'd walk, walk the other way, just walk, t- try to get away from his thinking. And that, that's what it felt like. He was trying to go, I don't want to be in this thinking I've got, you know, and he physically <laughs> would move. <laughs> it's not annoying when you're trying to go the other way. <laughs> but so, so we are trying to escape that conceptualized mind yeah but we've accidentally got ourselves completely in a twist on how to do it yeah yeah and I think I think the one of the things that maintains that twist maintains that confusion is I call them mini rewards but these like little moments of having the thing that we think is it and and like momentarily everything quiets down, the, the noise in the head quiets down and, you know, like it might be having attention or recognition or, or feeling loved or, you know, so something, something has happened that we finally feel like we're someone really, I think that's what it is. And, um, and then it's gone. And then, and then, and so... But now it looks like, oh, okay, this is, if only I can get enough of that, yeah. or if only I can have that permanently in my life, then then I'll be okay. So it's sort of these little momentary rewards of, of fueling the chase, fueling the confusion. It's, it's, it's such a good point that. And they come in very different forms from ones that society would deem as good Right, like like mm. a, a a functioning relationship, or a promotion, or child doing well at school, or yeah. um, winning a a marathon, or whatever it is, yeah. or in less good ones, you know, we try and escape. But but in a way, you're right; they are they're not the point. Yeah. They're accidentally reinforcing yeah. or tethering our our okayness to the wrong thing. But they look like they're heading us in the right direction. Is it, it, it that's sort of what you're pointing to? I think. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, but but then it feels mean to walk around going, well, it's not really that, you know. <laughs> I was just literally just thinking that. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, what? Though so I can't. <laughs> but I, I I think so. So, listeners, as you're listening to this game, well, what do we do then? Here's something to spot differently about those momentary rewards, those little moments of rewards. Try to see to pull apart the event or activity that that would look like cause that feeling of oneness and the sensation and the space itself because then what i think you can start to see is that that 
okayness or spaciousness or feeling at home is available even when you haven't got the activity of that momentary reward. Nice, yeah. Right? And if you can start to, oh, it's there anyway. It's hiding in plain sight during my most normal boring day. Mm. There it is. I don't need to go and run up a mountain to get it or get a promotion or I don't even need to have a cup of tea to get it. Yeah. It's there anyway. Agree on that last point about tea. <laughs> <laughs> well, tea's special, right? No, yeah. Tea's not included in any of this. <laughs> tea's the universal exception to the cosmic rule. Yeah. Um, but, I love that. Yeah. And and also, and we could take it further that not only is it always there just in the sort of everyday moments, it's it's there when the opposite of the thing is happening. So 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 if so if we think we we can find our stability in in a client signing up say or in being given a job that we've applied for or someone saying i love you it's it's is there in the normal day to day washing up blah 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 but it's also in the client leaving us and it's there in the person saying i don't want to go out with you anymore and and it's there in all the rejections, all the indifferences, all the conflicts. It's and I just I've just done a, um, a podcast. Look at someone. Someone said, but "Why would we turn towards the suffering?" And I was and I was looking at we turn towards the suffering because for exactly what you're saying, we we in those moments because we're there and present and curious. It gives the whole system a chance to actually come into reality for the first time, maybe, and to experience the things that we've been trying to get rid of, experience the emotions or the mental state that we're desperately avoiding, and and see the reality that that it's never the projected idea ever. You know, it's never it's never what the mind is believing something is going to be. It's just the whole system now curious and open and attentive, which is what we're looking for. You know, that's that's what we're looking for, that spacious, empty, pr- full presence. And um, going through moments in which, you know, the, moments in which what's happening is really the last thing in the world we would want to have happen staying there going through them into into reality is i think is the biggest gift of transformation that I, is I, oh there's a lot in what you're saying there so let me just unpick that a bit because i think the well there's, there's a few elements to that but but one is that what we see in the world what renders in thought perception sensation is at one level a reflection of yeah us yeah so th- th- it's that's what it is and the resistance to the what is is what causes suffering yeah right yeah yeah and the turning away from that then causes disconnect to to that moment so what you're saying and pointing to elegantly is uh, leaning in or or turning towards those 
sensations or feelings that we've been conditioned to think are uncomfortable or or even life events that are like oh no I wouldn't want that yeah is where the richness is yeah when we can see that what we were saying earlier about that sense of okayness and peace and oneness is in there too yeah and actually in in, in a often in a more powerfully rich way than we'd ever realized but mm. we, we, we shied away from it and and the resistance is what we're feeling not the thing and I think that's, yeah, that's so true. fascinating to me that what we feel is our resistance not the thing yeah yes does, does, it, does that make that. sense of what you're saying yeah yeah I, I love it I love it I love that because the it's, it's it's really like it's mind-blowing when when we consider that this this entire reality of, of believed me and believed external is is an ongoing creation. Mm. It's, it's a it's a product of everything that's been learned, and I think above all, really, and particularly when there's great resistance in something, it's it's because how everything is appearing is really in those moments an activation of our greatest fears and our greatest shames and insecurities because because the things that look worst and the things that are most confronting are are really essentially the inner conditioning made external and so just like you're saying there's this this sort of manifestation of the inside out <clears throat> really that creates an idea of me creates an idea of the world and then there's of course there's resistance to it because it's <laughs> it's it's when, when the mind is unconscious really it doesn't realize that all of this is a um an outcome of our inner hurt it just looks real and and it it looks like our worst nightmare, and so there's intense resistance to it, and the and the resistance is just keeping in place this whole film, really. And so, so yeah, so exactly what you're saying to 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 go to be in in that reality with not to try and get rid of resistance, not to try and get rid of suffering, but to just explore what's actually true and to have whatever feelings are there to be had and to integrate whatever elements of our past are there to be integrated that's um that's transformational yes and oh yes absolutely and, and just to track the listener here so what we're not saying is uh when you feel crap suck it up right we're not saying yeah. um school of hard knocks um and no, nothing's bad you know just when the tough gets tough the tough get going kind of kind of thing we're, we're not saying that at all it may sound like we're just going oh you know you know it's i i think what well there's a couple of bits to this but one thing i find fascinating um and this is a relatively new thing for me to see i think in the way that i see it now is how when we have resistance how we are one of the things that creates the resistance and maintains it is the concept of the thing that we tend to think about rather than feel or sense. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. So what we're quite good at doing is in different types of emotion and feeling is we're quite good at thinking about it rather than sensing and leaning and feeling into it. Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. thing, that that workplace scenario, that idea of not having my job makes me feel anxious or angry or afraid or whatever. Yes, I know that. I'm very aware of my feelings, someone might say. Yes, I know that. I, I'm aware, right? But what they've done is they've taken that idea, that they've taken that that thing and thought about it and, and nicely conceptualized it, but they haven't really ever felt it. Mm. With, with that, with, they haven't ever lent into it knowing that they aren't it, knowing that they are the consciousness, they, they, are, they are the appearance. Because when you do that, all it becomes is vibration and, and sensation mm. at, at the rawest level. And then you can shine a different light on it, which is what you're already saying. You can sort of shine a different light on it going, well, what is that mm. that I was resisting? So just like a two-year-old has no ability to conceptualize any sense and feeling, they just are it. Yeah. That's why it's so transient for them. That's why yeah, they get yeah. in and out. Whereas what we'll do is we'll have this thing that we set up a resistance to conceptually. Um, and we're either indulge the feeling, but never actually feel it. Like, oh, it feels like this. And whenever it comes, we actually lean away from it. Or yeah. we'll just conceptualize it. Oh, well, there's, that makes me angry. But again, never really feel it. And all and at one level, all we have to do is actually just be a, lean into it at a sensational level. And and then it quite quickly after just noticing it, it becomes just being alive. You know, it boils down to this feeling of I'm alive in the rawest <laughs> sense. And and the way I get sometimes get um clients to have a little practice with this is in the shower, right? So you're in the shower in your normal warm shower, unless they're all wimped off already, which <laughs> but you're in your warm shower, you turn it to full cold as you can. And just lean in to the, the sensation, whatever it is. Forget all the dialogue that's going, oh my God, it's cold. I can't, you know, I can't stay here for more than a minute, right? L- forget all that. That just flashes through the mind. And and very quickly, it just becomes sensation. Yeah. Very quickly, it's just like, oh, it's just sensation. So cool, Piers. And and that, you know, it's like a starter guide for how to do it with bigger, I'm doing the air quotes, podcast listeners, um, <laughs> a bit bigger bigger things like anxiety and, and and fear and want and 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 need it's the same yeah. thing so, so i think w- w- there's a lot in what you said i'm just picking on one bit of it but but one bit of it is i don't think we truly lean in and sense and feel yes which creates resistance yeah yeah which keeps us caught in the in the in the bind in the twist i love that i love that yes that's that's really great anything that is it seems to me anything that is moving, well, any, anything that allows, I would say, the conscious mind identified in, like the believing mind, as Byron Katie would say, you know, the sort of mind that is fixed on separation, you know, I'm like this and they're like that and that's like that. Anything that allows that to shift out of identification and the resistance that inevitably comes in identification to curiosity or or witnessing or um, 
open openness that that for me is 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 that's the point at which the system comes into reality and um and so things like feel the fear and do it anyway if if we're if if we're going like a, like what you're saying there is if we're going into so like so for example with my like I've always I had this total phobia of public speaking and there were many times I was you know working in a public relations agency of all places of course and um but forcing myself to do these talks but uh, but so so identified in like the mind the mind was totally engaged with what are they going to be thinking of me i'm messing this up my career's a disaster why why am i here they it's just so shameful and embarrassing and like you're saying pushing away any feelings that would go with that so it's like a double thing of push away the feelings fixate on what the mind is saying mm. still doing the talk but nothing changes mm. because, because the system is maintained within its within its bubble of projected reality and stuff that cannot be felt and that bubble just sort of tr shifts from one meeting to the next but nothing nothing has changed but it's uh, as i see it, it's only in the the and it i think it must come from a sort of readiness like something something shifts enough that okay whatever is there to be felt is going to be felt yes and the mind is just open now just curious about what's true and, and then everything changes it's interesting the way you describe that because what we would do in the scenario you're talking about with like um, public speaking anxiety is we would we would really pay attention to the thoughts and believe them and try and get rid of the feeling now what we're saying is the total opposite yeah is is <laughs> lean into the feeling as much as you can welcome it surrender accept yeah. that sensation that, yeah. that sensing being alive lean into that and kind of ignore the mind's chatter in, in that moment right so yeah. what we were doing is the opposite we spun that yeah. round. all our uh, lives yeah yeah and and then there's a very interesting thing that you said a couple of times i just wanted to pick up on is um yeah bringing the mind into reality, into alignment with reality. Now, that's an interesting phrase, isn't it? Because if we interrogate that with our learned conceptual mind, yeah. it will try and work out, well, what it, which reality? Mm. The reality as I see it, the reality, that the objective reality that sits, you know. So tell me, say a little bit more about what you mean when you, because when you, it's such a lot, I, I think I know what you're pointing, but just say a little bit more about what you mean by that sentence. Yeah. So I would so I would say resistance is is the sign. Like on on our online courses we look at this sort of crossroads where where there's a moment like the sort of fork is where there's a moment of intense suffering, intense resistance to something. And that's a sign. Normally in our lives before this conversation, we would take suffering as evidence that what is being experienced right now is is objectively true, mm. you know. So, so I might be in a conversation with someone, and they're they're saying something that is 
offending me or or it, you know it's it's sort of I'm feeling you know out of sorts with what they're saying and and that resistance is saying yes that they're they're out of order they're putting you down you're being excluded or insulted here and um what what we look at on our courses is that actually that moment of suffering is saying in this moment right now it looks like your survival's at stake it look like it looks like life and death and that's because the the the, the sort of foundation of what you believe yourself to be and and of what you believe you need in order to be okay is being challenged. And that's because our idea of what we are has developed to become a, a series of identifications, really. I'm, I'm a mother, I'm a coach, I'm a writer, I'm, um, I live in Marlborough, you know, those those identities look like us and when they seem to be challenged it like really feels like we're dying you know this it's like we're so rocked by by this challenge but actually that's a great thing <laughs> you know that's really a gift when that happens it's it's not the terror that it looks to be it's it's not something to run away from or, or fight against. It's something to really lean into to see how, how our existence seems to depend on, you know, having, having things in the way that we think they should be. And that, so, so suffering is the opportunity to see all the inner workings of 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 the identity which is always fundamentally insecure it can't ever be secure because it depends on things that are made of perception and um and so all those moments of suffering are the gift that bring everything back into reality that really shows actually there is nothing at stake here there is nothing under threat. There is no survival issue going on. It's just a believed idea of me being challenged. And actually it's being challenged because of the projection from within, you know. It's only because it, of that insecurity that these things look like an issue in the first mm. place. So it's, it's just in its own cycle of fear and shame and insecurity. And the suffering is saying, oh, okay, cool. None of that is actually yeah. true. Yeah. It's, not, it's not even really happening. Yeah. And it, it's, it's what we said at the beginning, isn't it? Because it comes back to what we think we are. Because the suffering is happening on behalf of our self-identification. Yeah. Um, it can't happen at a more fundamental level. So yeah. the, the sensation of resistance and suffering is a little aid, a guide in a way to say, yeah. hey, hey, you, you're, you've tethered yourself to the wrong thing. Yeah. You, you're, you know, and it's helping. Um, and I suppose also 
the other way people could hear this, if if again we're trying to track the listener, is oh, so therefore my objective is to have no suffering or resistance about anything. And and we're not saying that either. Well, I'm not saying that because the whole point of this wonderful experience of being alive and being this activity that is me is the dance of that, I think. But what mm. really, really helps is knowing what it's made of, mm. like I said, in that way. So it's not trying to have a world that or exists in a reality that has nothing that catches us out because it doesn't mm. that doesn't seem fun it's just being able to see that for what it is and not perpetuating the resistance and oh right because i mean i don't know about you but it, it that's part of being alive that's part of the perceived mm-hmm. duality that's the richness some of the richness comes that the shades and, and the contrast in being this aliveness of nature comes in that doesn't it yeah so lovely yeah i love that and if and if we sort of took the the biggest biggest picture the if if you know what we were saying earlier that in infinite absolute peace and bliss freedom if if we we could consider it can't it can't know itself mm. there isn't anything relative in it you know it it's it's just what we are is just absolute and then for that to come into a, an experiential world a world of limitation and form and um restriction really constraints it experiences everything that it's not so so the moment there's i so so for the baby baby pure presence openness and then then an idea of self developing as a as a limited separate isolated being now now there's an experience of so life in a way life intelligence is having an experience of what it's not it's and i think it's really fair to say then like the peak experiences of our lives are those moments from of that shift from the the acute suffering of of limitation the acute suffering of being separate to that falling away and 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 the mind the 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 body the the whole experience of being returning to truth is is monumental you know like that's that seems to me which i think is is what you know like byron katie saying i, I look forward to being rejected i mm. look forward to being made redundant be, because when 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 there's that possibility of what of what we've been talking about happening and 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 that identification falling away the beliefs falling away the 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 wounds finally being healed and and dissolving in that space and now and now peace genuine peace not not the 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 pretend peace of of trying to hold on to certain emotions and certain experience but absolute 
openness of peace is is like that's it that's the point of life and and when that's the orientation it does, like we're looking forward to that happening like we look mm. forward to going through the onion layers that you mentioned because mm. each moment of enlightenment is um is bliss and we don't we don't want we actually don't want the we're not clinging on to the bliss we're we're just fascinated by the by the shift it seems yes yes and oh yes because almost that dance is happening at a micro level and a macro level so it feels like that's happening (laughs) at a daily minute basis (laughs) and at a sort of slightly more meta level if that's the right way of putting it so so that in and out in and out of the illusion and Mm -hmm. as we become more conscious or awake then maybe it, it, it it grows but I think you're right because the idea is, I mean, it would be so super boring to be enlightened the whole time um, <laughs> that there'd be no shades, there'd be no contrast, there'd be no richness, there'd be no dance. So it, I, I think it is about that. But the, the reason why I think a lot of it doesn't feel like that to people, a beautiful dance, is because the balance, the, the, the shifts off because what we yeah. tend to do is go into this, we, we get conditioned to go into this world to achieve Mm. right i mean i love alan watts and he he was saying this decades ago we're even worse at it now i mean if alan watts was around now he'd be like oh my god but <laughs> he spotted it decades ago so we put our little kiddies into school to prepare them to for the rat race and the and the hamster wheel and off we go um l- losing the point of the joy in the dance um so if we make it practical now someone listening might be thinking well i want to achieve something in the business world or, or something in my personal life that they may have an ambition that they aspire to. And my guess is for people, and this will be different shades of different people, is in that desire, there is sometimes a, a very kind of pure essence of just emergent purpose, which comes through them. And then sometimes there'll be a kind of a should, I should do this and I should do that in order to, to survive and be okay. It, it will, at one end of the spectrum, it's pure emergence, just a, 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 a non-attached calling, which is mm-hmm. an obviousness to it. And the other end of the spectrum, it's a, I need to do that to be okay and to protect myself from the world that is all crap, right? Mm. That, that's a big continuum I'm pointing to there. But it will dance up and down but because no one's ever told us about that and we tend to then get pushed down to the right or to the latter, which is you need to do this to be okay to protect yourself because we don't understand what we truly are. Mm-hmm. We lose all that stuff at the other side or it's just spiritual woo-woo or we haven't got time for that, um, <laughs> you know, because we're, we're too busy tethering ourselves to protect ourselves or seek. Mm. Um, but the human condition seems to be dancing up and down. Well, if it was allowed to without being conditioned so much in the way we've conditioned the Western world in the last two, 300 years, it would dance up and down there in its own free will, which is what two-year-olds do all the time. Yeah, 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 I love that. And I, and that, so combining that with what we were talking about just before, I, we could see that that suffering resistance along is 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 a sign of what's going on where what is the sign really on where on the continuum mm. 
because we, we've yes. had this phrase in um, in our courses, our, our response to their response is really revelatory because when, when, so say, say there's, um, a, you know, say, say someone wants to write and, um, so they're writing and it might be the case that these, these words are just flowing out. There's, there's, what was the phrase you lovely, the, something about attachment, the, um, oh. no attachment. Neutral? No. Oh, it's a phrase that you used, but it was really good. Like, like it's sort of no, it's sort of egoless space mm. of, of of just pure purpose flowing through. So writing flowing through. There's no identification with it. Any any feedback on it on the writing is just information. It's completely neutral. And um, oh, sorry, Someone's that's right. Um, it's completely neutral, and um, the. That whole space is is one of of learning, really, and freedom of creation and expansion. But as we as as we as we find ourselves resistant to what people are saying about our work, or um, they're they're even though they're criticizing what we're doing, and we're resistant to that. It's really a sign that there is something meaningful in this work about me. Like, if if you're criticizing this work, you're criticizing me. If this if this work fails, I fail, and um, and so the suffering in that moment, my response of suffering and resistance to what they're responding to in my work, is really revelatory. And 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 I and so I would say, don't let's not wait for like we'll never know we'll never the the conscious mind can't ever know where on the spectrum anything is. So I would always say, do the thing, just do the thing, launch the business, write the article, have the conversation, do the presentation, ask someone out, do the thing, because the our response to their response will show everything like that's information mm. mm. yeah so there's a there's a feedback there's an intelligent feedback in the doing yes. yeah the it is part of the evolution in in, in a way yeah. I, I think it's what you're saying so the design it, it, it yeah it's part of the design isn't it it's it's clever that um and i think as long as we know this is the key thing, isn't it? As long as we know that's how it works, the mechanics of the intelligence of the system is doing that. Mm -hmm. We then don't self-identify with, because otherwise we misinterpret the feedback. Yeah. Oh my God, that means something about me and about my yeah, world. Yeah. Like, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. No, no it doesn't. No. Yeah. It's, it's helpful guiding you to say, oh, okay. Well, the fact that that's triggered me, to use that common phrase, you know, that's triggered me shows me where i'm identified yeah um and it's helpful if i had but i haven't done the activity so so sometimes you know you you, you could just to avoid all that you could just squid your life down to a tiny yes. weeny little thing and not really do anything <laughs> um because you don't want to get the feedback yeah yeah feedback's yeah. uncomfortable too painful 
Um, and I was actually talking to a client about this yesterday. So it's so funny. He was sort of saying, well, he's in a role that's slightly, he's got a slightly different style to his peers and on the leadership team. And he said that can be uncomfortable. And I was like, well, what's the problem with uncomfortable in that? You know, we're, we're, surely that's really rich and helpful to show you. And he's like, oh, okay. So, but normally we would take uncomfortable yeah. as I'm in the wrong job. Yeah. yeah. Now we go, I'm uncomfortable. There's something wrong with them. Something wrong with me. I'm in the wrong job. Brilliant. That's what we'd normally think uncomfortable means. Yeah. So rather than, oh, uncomfortable is just telling me I'm self-identified here. Mm. I'm a little bit caught up and I probably can't see the, the the reality of it yeah um, i love that because i think the outcome now which i think particularly useful for business is is it is it showing where what what matters more than anything is the survival of the idea of me and actually the the form the sales the product the the meeting all of that is just being used as a vehicle to stabilize and secure this idea of myself as, as separate and distinct. And, and, and that's, that's painful for us. And, and it means that all of our expertise and resources and, and sort of subconscious brilliance isn't directed on on the subject yeah. or on the world of form it's it's going round and round in a loop trying to stabilize something that can never be stabilized and um so that i think it's just like what this does is is it frees up the world to be as the world is it do you know what i got such a good example of that this morning i was listening to the radio and the presenter was drilling our lovely new prime minister liz truss on a u-turn about the tax cuts and he wanted her to admit she was making a u-turn but you are this is a u-turn isn't it this is a u and he he must have said it five six times i thought to myself how unhelpful is that because you're 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 making this about her Mm. not the issue to start with you're making it not be okay to be nature and get it wrong and you're, you're having no humility because you're almost like he wanted her to admit it he, so his ego goes i'm gonna be the journalist that got her to say yeah, yeah. you turn I, I felt like that's what he's trying to do yeah. and she wasn't wanting to say you turn because her ego's in it so there's no humility um and then you back yourself into the corner, right, of not being able to see your own resistance yes. to, to it, which means then you 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 make the, the knot and the twist that we talked about earlier even tighter. Yeah. And I thought it's the last thing we need right now is the egos fighting about the in my little personal mind, the dumbasses of the politics, right? Or, you know, of the policy, right? You know, yes, there doesn't look like a good policy, but we can't even get there because your egos are so entwined in yeah. defending wh- wh- whether a U-turn is okay or not. Mm-hmm. I mean, that just, as you, as you were speaking, I was like, yes, there it is. A really extreme example, I think. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> you know, being played out on on a national arena. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's going to contract down the aperture of our politicians to to see sense and clarity because they're so hiding behind. Oh, I've got to be seen like this. Yeah. My career. I mean, politics is a is a a real amplifier for this, isn't it? Anyway, that, that might be an unuseful segue. I, I don't know what... what. Well, no, it's, I know it's an interesting one because I was thinking like... Because they're always on these things when stuff's in the news or we're seeing someone else do something. I think it's always... It's so valuable to to bring it... Like, see what the equivalent is for us. And... um and so you, so you were having that interesting take on my, 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 I was, I was considering like, so, uh, so a decision being taken and then not, not held up because of how it's perceived and, and a, and a reaction to it is really interesting. I think in, in our, in our lives that, you know, as, as parents and, um, you know, coaches or citizens or, or um, offspring of parents and and where, because I think going back to what we were saying about immersion in the form, the more, the deeper in we go to the real world and what what in in our deepest knowing makes sense to say. So say we have a a rule with our children. Mm-hmm. It, what 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 would shake the upholding of that rule is really interesting. I think of of how 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 deeply does that make sense to me? And and if their reaction, like they might get upset, really upset against it, but unless they're coming up with information that is that wipes out the information. It's not just their reaction, but they've actually brought something fresh and new and like a new consideration. Then then that rule, the the rule that I have should still be upheld. Right. Right. Yeah. Which is going back to what we were saying at the start of like feel feelings are not the thing. It does, like feelings are not the thing to take into account. Yes. You know, be being so brushing your teeth, it does who cares less if you're bored? I don't care less if yeah. you're bored, like if you can't be bothered. I don't even care if you're too tired. Yeah. I don't care if you're having too much fun doing something else. Every as far as I know, everything says brushing your teeth before bedtime is going to yeah. Like is a no brainer. You do yeah. that thing, and um, and so I think that because be, when we were looking on the, in our course of of navigating, it seems to me like the less we navigate by feelings, the better, really, because feel feel they're not really information feelings, but a no brainer when there is something that is so. You know, like on our recent um, small group course, we um, a, a participant was talking about a walk on the beach every morning. Is 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 has no downside for her and and infinite upsides. It set it sets her day off 
so well and she's she everything's different her her energy is different her her productivity is different everything so a walk on the beach is a no-brainer once that's established it doesn't matter whether we feel like doing it or not it doesn't matter whether we've you know we've woken up a bit late or we've got a busy day it doesn't matter you we do the no-brainer and and I think that's quite cool then to start navigating decisions by by the deepest deepest knowing available and i'm going to make a distinction here to see whether i'm on the right path because i'm going to make this might be semantic pedantic or it could be just nuanced but i think what i make a distinction with with clients and see whether this is something that you agree with claire is and this is just language at one level but it's much much more Mm-hmm. feelings versus sensing so i'm not a big fan of navigating by feelings um reactions um emotions because the, 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 they to me are not coming from that deeper knowing right but i do think there is a sensing to that deeper knowing cool um because otherwise people go into oh it's about thought and i'm like no 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 i wouldn't navigate by thought either because th- to me emotions and feelings and thought are after the fact that, that yeah. they are what the conceptual mind has contrived to make sense of the world they're not our deeper sensing yeah so your deeper knowing and my deeper sensing might be the same thing <laughs> in, in language yeah. um because let, let, let's take that walk on the beach so there's a no-brainer obviousness to the walk on the beach. Now, let's say one morning, I just had an inkling, and I use an inkling, a knowing, a sensing, that I wasn't going to go for a walk, right? And I stayed at home. Maybe I'll go later in the day. I, I don't know, right? And, and in that hour I didn't go, you know, some synchronicity and serendipity, like, pops in. Or... There was a tsunami. I'm, I'm going extremes here, right? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I wouldn't want to set a rule for myself going, I always go to the beach. That that, that doesn't feel like what you're saying. Yeah. Is it? I, I like that. I think, yes, yeah, so that's really interesting. I I think that where you're where you're going with that is is almost like two types of sensitivity. Right. Okay. I think there's the there's this there's the animal sensitivity of us which is which is of which is of us like subconscious really a subconscious system immersed in reality tuned in to inf- data and information constantly that is not even not even processed consciously yeah. you know like yeah. it's not intuitive you might call it yeah yeah, so I would class that sensing as that sort of animal reality immersion, complete presence that is um, is really, I would say, like running the body. Yes, like that, that's what's that's what is the only thing really that's going yes. off. And then, so that's also yeah, I, and I love that. I love what you're saying. And then there's sensitivity at a. Um, a separation level because that first sensitivity is there is no separation it's 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 just 
a, a system operate like a whole universal system operating. We could say, isn't it? like it's like a the oak tree and all the organisms around it. They, there's no separation really between them. They're all just this sort of fluid mm. flow of information. But sensitivity that is coming from really from from uh, from an embedded conditioned idea of ourselves is separate from that separate from the intelligence mm. separate from the from the flow of um seamless data like now there's me here and there's me with this mind that has to decide how i'm feeling and what's the right thing mm. to do and how i'm going to finally secure myself and be someone and be loved and have it, you know, that sort of, and that's highly sensitive to anything that would threaten the idea of me, but it's actually sensitivity that is operating on a, like it's taking all the resources and attention to fix in place an illusion. And, and so that, so that level of sense, which I would say is the, vigilance about my feelings yes so i cannot bear to not feel happy not feel good so i'm vigilant about what am i too bored am i you know that that whole bundle is, is like that that can dissolve yeah. completely and we'd be just left with the sensitivity of existence of, of life intelligence and um awesome and i think that's such an important distinction that you've made there and i would urge listeners to go back and listen to this bit a few times to see <laughs> find your own calibration and barometer on that because to to me for many decades they were merged i, I yeah, no, yeah. no clue right yeah. and 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 then it starts you start to get a sensory acuity to it and I think our role as coaches is sometimes to help people see that because mm. even just take the little example of a person you mentioned about who goes for a walk on the beach. If they then become, or people who meditate, oh, I need that to be okay today. Mm. Right? That, that's the latter of the one mm. we were talking about, the two mm. sensitivities. Like, oh, without that, I'm going to have a bad day or my day starts well when I do this. You know, that, that, that again is protecting the self from feeling a certain way throughout the day by trying to mitigate it by doing the walk on the beach in the morning. Yeah. So <clears throat> now that's not saying going for a walk on the beach isn't a lovely thing to do, but the, the, the way it's been set up then is in that protect and seek realm. Um, yeah. and, and that's where we've got to watch. Yeah, that, I think I think that's that's like a really fascinating area because, and I think it's where spirituality can sort of get in the way of recognizing that there is a there's there's an apparent physical system that that operates best within certain parameters it gets optimized if you put nice stuff in it not crap yeah. stuff in it and if you exercise yeah. it and you move and breathe and oh yeah yeah we don't want to it's not like oh yeah i can just live in a box and i'll be you know yeah so yeah and i think that's a good point because that wasn't quite what i was saying i think um no i, I agree there's an intelligence in 
how to run the body mind yeah that 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 we've got yeah right which is breathe sunlight move eat you know hydrate i mean there's loads of others i don't understand but and we don't want to ignore that going well you know i I don't be reliant on a walk but there's also the the self-identification with that very same often behavior Mm. as i need that to be okay Mm. so i think they get merged they get squished yeah and maybe it's the same as what like there's sort of two sensitivities in a way isn't it like there's the two two ways of relating to conditions perhaps conditions of the of the body and my like how 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 um yeah, I guess I guess how what what box they're put in perhaps of of it, yeah because it's sometimes you'll get that I mean you probably like me you, you get that if you haven't done some movement in the body or breathing or nature you get a bit of a yearning like you know if I've been sitting at my desk too long I get a bit of a I just want to go outside yeah I just want to move or I want to you know and I get a yearning right um, now let's assume just because my day is set up unhelpfully, I can't, right? I've got another meeting or, or I've got the kids. It, it, if, I, if I had it set up in the latter, I'd be like, oh gosh, you know, I'm going to have to push through this next meeting because really what my body needs is this, this and this and blah, 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 blah. Um, but generally what tends to happen is I can get that out of my head, just completely forget I had that yearning. And then it will, it, later on, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll re, it will come back brilliantly beautifully um remind me but i'm not holding it as a resistance like thinking well the next hour is not going to be as good because i haven't managed to do that I, i'm not buying in so much because I, I, th- I think nature gives you quite a lot of leeway in how you can r- run the system <laughs> um so i suppose it's how much you self-identify with the need i suppose for that Oh, it's such an interesting area, isn't it? And I, I, yeah, I love this too, because I'm, I'm wondering if, if um, because it, because I guess what we're we're doing really is is throwing everything up in the air. Like, there's why why would it be better to be on a meeting in a way than than to take take a, a walk and so maybe maybe what we're doing is putting like all all actions up like there yeah so there's there's infinite activities available and some of some of them will be as as as, as there's deeper and deeper contact with reality there's more embodying of the body um there's more attention on um on reality and truth it seems to me that that's like a an intimacy with with a world of actions and outcomes and impact that starts to sort of naturally reveal a a, a way of of supporting a, a body mind to its optimum 
capacity. And that might be like the things that are becoming apparent might be very different from what a, a conditioned mind might that, be. That's certainly true. I mean, if I just give an example of that, you take alcohol. So I used to, in my 20s, drink quite happily all the time. Um, you know, and, and now I don't really. Um, and it, the, 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 and if I do have a glass, my system almost notices it quite a lot going, oh, what have you done here? Right now, yeah. I've got kidneys. It's fine. You know, it, it won't damage me forever. You know, just having what, one glass of wine or something, you know. So, but it's almost like my acuity has tuned in to yeah. go, what are you yeah. doing? And now, you know, the same with moving my body and, and breathing and, and the, my acuity is better. I, I'm going to say better. I'm thinking valid judgment on that, but, you know. Um, more, more sensitive. More, 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 and more, more attuned to it. Whereas mm -hmm. there are some people who can just sit in a static box in front of a computer screen and la da 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 da, right? Because the system is normalized to yeah. that. So I think there is a waking up of our sensitivity to that, which comes. I think helpfully because uh, I feel my moment to moment enjoyment and richness of just the everydayness is far greater than it was. I don't need peaks and peaks to feel good now. I don't need those, those moments we talked about. I don't need those really. I mean, yes, they come along, but I don't need them because they're, they're, they're intrinsic in the moment. So there is, there is that. And that's the onion there. I think you get getting rid of. So there's that going on. Um, then I suppose here's, here's this, the tricker is when you self-identify with that. That's I suppose what I'm trying to point to. So if I start to self-identify with those behaviors that are intrinsically coming through, innately coming through, that's a watch out. Because then, then I've misconstrued them. Yeah. I've confused the two sensitivities that we were talking about. Yeah, yeah. It was actually coming from the the more purer sense, and I've made it one of the others. Yeah, yeah. And I've pinned it to my okayness again. I've tethered it because because it does feel like the mind will tether whatever it can to to you know psychological stability. We keep trying to tether things that which aren't stable. We keep trying to find things. <laughs> whether it, you know to start with it might be external achievement or material possessions then we're like well i need to feel good to be okay so we keep trying to find things that are stable in in fundamentally our psychology which is mm. the internal or external world it keeps trying to find replacements yeah 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 i get what you're saying and so and so then we could say that the that deeper immersion in in reality, which actually really is is a deeper understanding that the body isn't us. So so when we say my okayness, it's not like the, the mm. body being okay. That's already tethered, isn't it? Yeah, it isn't, it isn't <laughs> me being okay. It's it's that there's a different. Um, a, a different experience of life and and the, and the and really i would say that the more the more clearly the body is is seen as as a as a transient and perception created um means through which 
the life that we are, like a sensory means through which the life that we are explores the world, explores a world of sensory input, mm. then, then that's not me, but it's a, it is a vehicle in the same way that the car on the drive, I would take great care of the car on the drive because it's the means of exploring the world and so same with the body and yeah. and, and and that sort of the it's ironic isn't it the ending of identification with it is actually enabling a greater immersion and and respect for it um and it doesn't you're quite right absolutely that the body being okay or not okay isn't isn't me being okay or not okay because i'm live yeah. i'm not affected mm. by that which is which is now we're sane now now there's sanity in the body operating the body and um and and i think that's that's like a breakthrough then in terms of how the body is treated um and what it what the body means um yes and i think i think that's absolutely a neat way of putting it because what the body means it goes from being what well, it's it's me you know that that's i am the body here's my hand here's my here's my foot you know it's me to if you then go a bit you know mountain no mountain oh it's nothing no it's not me it's nothing it's just an appearance no consciousness yeah, yeah. right yeah. um in, in the Vedanta, you could go there. I'm getting technical now, but but, but when you bring it back into life in, in the in the inward facing in the tantra, you go no 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 no. It's the sensing of the richness of what we are, the one, the one, the system. That is the body is is in that, yeah. Right, and and the environment we're in, and the chemicals that you know, and it, and it's so interesting. You know, I've, I've, in the last year or so, I got really fascinated by looking at what the body is and the microbes and and it mm. isn't us it isn't human even now there's some scientists yeah, yeah. describe no percent of the microbes are not human it is not one yeah. entity it is a living organism yeah. of all sorts of biodiversity and beautifulness yeah. Yeah. and 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 we've lost it because we, our soils got all this kind of stuff's gone, gone very very and rich and our vegetables and all that, all the all the blah 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 blahs right so and that's where our chronic conditions are coming from in 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 health is because we, we are taking the body as a reductionist thing so you have a kidney specialist a heart specialist a joint specialist a renal system specialist rather than going oh no it's one living organism and when they test things in petri dishes they take it out of the body they, mm. they try and they look at cells in a, in a in a sterile environment but cells don't live in a sterile environment. They are part of, of, of the system. So anyway, that's, that's a whole other podcast we could do. Claire, but, yeah. um, let's get back <laughs> on this one. So yeah. I think what you're saying there really neatly is um, we ch the, 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 what the perception of the body is changes its role. I suppose mm -hmm. if I don't involve the right word, but, but let's, let's, I'm, 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 <laughs> it's probably too late aware that we've gone all over the place with this let's try and come back to to if lessons listens are still with us <laughs> this 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 let's see what all of this percolates about want mm. to, to the topic we started right so if we were to try and neatly or even not so neatly everything we've been saying i think over the last 45 minutes 
what does it point to want for you if you try to encapsulate that? Because it's been such a great conversation, but I think there's some real things we've been exploring and we might be able to just tie it neatly into, into want. Mm, nice. I would say, I would say it's a, it's a perfect system. It's, um, so life, life intelligence in a sensory vehicle, exploring a sensory world. I would say that like the essence of that is desire. It is, uh-huh. you know, it's it, like, like a, a flower growing towards the sunshine or animals, um, you know, running around fields. It's, it's, it's like, it's desire in action, really. Like the desire for experience, the desire to, to fulfill the various things that we're here to do. And so the system is perfect. Every, everything is available um, from, from that immersion in reality. It becomes very clear that everything is, that is desired is obtainable when the, when the whole system is in reality. And the only confusion is when the that that that's that knowing of ourselves as the system knowing of ourselves as the wholeness of existence is veiled by an idea that we are separate from it and that somehow as an individual we have to control all experience control what's what's received control how how it's obtained and and it's that very separation from the wholeness that makes it impossible to do that and which sets up a whole like we've talked about a whole load of confusion and vicious circles and but as that becomes more and more obviously not true more and more obviously not what we are and the mind settles back into the truth of existence, then then there's just intelligence in action, responding to what is, and um, all all the information is there available. Mm. Yeah. Oh, nice. I mean, I'll mean, probably say it similar to you, but I think. I don't know. The system, you know, we are being lived. We are nature. It is one thing. And it works really well, perfectly. It's a mm. beautifully designed. And and the, as you say, that the problem, <laughs> the challenge or what gets in the way of that is our innocent, invisible misunderstanding of how that works. And this, as this separate self forms as, as we're young, which is just an activity of the very same system. It's just an activity of it, right? Yeah. Which, which is necessary. Yeah. We mistakenly think is a entity in that system that needs to control the rest of the system. Yeah. So it's like we've got this smartphone that works beautifully and then an app pops up going, <laughs> I am the boss app of all the other apps. Great analogy. Right? And we Great. go, oh, okay. Okay, boss app. 
No, but you're not the boss app. You are just a, a, a feature of the system, a feature yeah. of the phone. Yeah. You're not the boss app. You don't need to control all the other apps. You don't need to control the firmware. <laughs> so, and then, and it would appear, it would appear to us that those moments of, uh, of peak experience that we talked about before that we're doing it right. Yeah. When, when we're trying to control and manage, it would look like we're heading in the right direction and no one tells us otherwise apart from the yeah. few of us, right? So we carry on then that way. And then we suffer on the way, um, misunderstanding what the suffering is telling us, which is, hey, come back the other way, come back the other way. Yeah. Right? You, you don't need to suffer in this way. But we take the suffering again as a kind of rites of passage or something. Um, so... And then if we're lucky enough, we're not lucky enough, but, but w w when we wake up to, to what we're talking about, it, it all changes all the pieces of the puzzle fall down differently. The same pieces are there. We still got a body. We still got a self. We still, you know, but they kind of land differently and we're like, Oh, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It, it, it's like, I imagine it's when they realize that the sun didn't go around us and we go around the sun. They went, oh, that makes more sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah okay. couldn't quite make, and, and, and that's what it was, you know, you know, when we work with our clients, like, yeah. So we, so, so, so that, that all about having said, Claire, what would you, if there are any little tiny little thought experiments for, for people who are not quite tuned into this yet, well, what would you give them as a takeaway to just, just in their moment-to-moment -moment experience, keep an eye on to see a bit more of this. Is there anything you could say just practically? Um, I would say really look out for resistance mm. because that's that's indicative of some, some really is indicative of of something being manifested from within us and then resisted. Um, and so that that is a space for healing, ultimately, I would say. And it's through that that layers layers of 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 belief and layer and burden really, fear, insecurity, shame, need fall away through through that resistance. Mm -hmm. It's information about there being something that is ready to dissolve. Um, yeah, that's, I think that's, that's the key thing. Yeah. And I'll, and I'll say again, what you said earlier, which I think was very neat, you know, you gave your example of public speaking resistance, like, well, you used to get very attached to the thinking about it and try and push the feeling away. And we'll mm. say, do the opposite. Yeah. We'll say, ignore your narrative, which is an unreliable narrator and yeah. just lean into the okayness of, of that, of that sensation. Mm. Yeah. Uh, go there. And it just like the cold shower is nowhere near as bad as you think. Mm. Right? So the thought, the thought of it is a lot worse than the actual sensation. The because all the sensation is is aliveness. So okay, you're going to feel alive. That's it, right? <laughs> um, do that, yeah. And I, and I think that, that's a really neat, practical little thing to help people with because the amount we try to push push suffering or resistance away to be avoided in the game of life or to be avoided at a feeling level. Or to be conceptualized and thought about, but never actually, actually lent into is vast. Yeah. Um, wow. Well, we've covered a lot. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Yeah. That was great, Piers. Thank you so much. Well, th- thank you. And, and, and listeners, as always, love to get any feedback and questions. And I'll put all uh, Claire's details in the show notes. Uh, she's very prolific. She's very eloquent and elegant in how she describes. I, I, I love the form of your work, Claire. So thank you for putting that out into the, into the world. Oh, thank you, Piers. Thanks so much, lovely. All right. Take care, everyone. And uh, have fun being curious and catch you next time. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast and want to know more, check out our website at qualityofmind.biz. And also feel free to reach out and leave us a review or a comment. Until next time, have fun being curious.